CBS Sports Radio 650 and on 95.7 HD3 KIKK Pasadena, KKHH HD3 Houston. Helping Houstonians live their best foodie lives. It's time for I'm Sorry for What I Said When I Was Hangry. Hey guys, I'm sorry for what I said when I was hangry. What's going on? It's Jesse Watt and Danielle Dubois here for another episode to bring you date night spots, to bring you new recommendations for bars and all fun places around Houston. Danielle, how was your Easter last weekend? Oh, so much fun. We went home to Louisiana. We ate crawfish and oysters and just hung out with the fam, rode the golf cart and just, I don't know, just did family things. I loved watching your Instagram stories because Seems like you have such a big family, like so, what is it, nieces, cousins, what is it? So many cousins, yeah, they're all my cousins. I mean, honestly, I really have lost track at this point how many cousins I have. I, every time I'm like, mom, like how many cousins do we have? And you know, it's like, like who's we're that just over counting. We're like, we don't have enough fingers and toes and stuff to start counting. Oh, that's but so funny. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. My mom's one of five, and so we just have a big, big family. It's more fun, I feel, holidays having a big family. I remember when my youngest cousin came along and everyone was like, baby! Because just having youth in the family is so much fun. Oh, yeah, definitely. And since I'm the youngest of the first round of cousins, mm-hmm. now all of my older cousins have younger kids. So all those, like, little kids you see, those are my second cousins. But, like, I grew up with them, you know, around and everything, and I was babysitting them growing up. So, like, we're super, super close. Oh, that's so fun. And what yeah. did you guys eat? We had a roast. We had rice and gravy. We had a big summer salad. Uh, we had crawfish on Good Friday. All those, you know, just... Different types of Southern things. Right. That's fun. So I actually got my first COVID shot on Friday before Easter, and I was so sick for Easter. No. And my fiance, both of us were like, because we've heard, you got the one dose, didn't you? No, I got both Pfizer, and I was totally fine. You got Pfizer. Okay, so I got Moderna. Uh I don't know what the difference is. But I heard that if you had COVID, your first shot is worse than your second one. I was fine on both. Man, I hate that for you. We were like dying on Easter. So we ended up doing like the virtual mass, which is such a blessing that they started doing that yeah, since COVID. Yeah, we did the same thing. Right? So we were just sitting in the living room and I felt like such a bad Christian. I was eating like breakfast as we watched. Because <laughs> I feel like it's a rule. You can't eat in church, right? Oh yeah, I know. Oh, my nanny and I were watching together. We were like, and my mom came in the room and I was like, shh, church is on. You know, like, right? you, know? you still feel, and like, you know, yes. especially if y'all Reverence. are Catholic, you know, there's a lot of standing up and sitting down. And We didn't do any of that. We just sat the entire time. Oh, I straight up did it. I was like, and my fiance, Tyler's not Catholic, so he comes with me and kind of has to learn. He's like, there's so much moving. I'm like, yep, up, down, up, down, shake hands, sign of the cross. Are y'all going to get married in the church? We are going to, we're going to get married in the Catholic church. Oh, yeah. I love that. I love so that. I'm sure he's going to have to do some sort of RCIA thingies, yes, Yeah, all of that. So it'll be interesting for sure. But um, yeah, Easter was interesting this year. We're excited to get our second shot at the end of this month, and then we'll be good to go. We're going to Florida. Well, hopefully, since y'all had it rough the first round, the second round will be okay. Oh, my God, I hope so. We were also just being dramatic. I'm like, (laughs) my gunshot wound on my left arm hurts so bad. (laughs) Oh, man. No, that's still rough, though. That's still so rough. It was really bad. But you know what? I have faith that the next one will be better and we'll be fully vaccinated and ready to go on some more date nights, which is what Danielle and I are here for. Danielle is Miss Hangry Houstonian. She comes every single week with three brand new date night recommendations that all have the Hangry Houstonian stamp of approval. And if I'm going to trust anybody's recommendation, it's going to be Danielle's. So Danielle, where are we going this week? So I wanted to do an entire show 
designated, designed for anybody that's coming into town and they want to know where to go, what restaurants to go to, and then what bars to go to and what to do for fun. So I have three restaurants that I think are gems of Houston, three places that you got to hit for touristy places, and then three bars that I think that really encompass Houston. So my three restaurants, my first restaurant is the original Nymphas on Navigation. You can't come to Houston without eating good Mexican food, you know? That's what everyone says. And I feel like there's so many different Mexican foods around, but everyone talks about Nymphas. Well, Nymphas was one of the first, like, Tex-Mex yeah. to really, like, launch a platform. I mean, growing up in Baton Rouge, we had a Nymphas. Oh, you did? Yes. Yeah, so it was like, it became a chain, but this was, like, the OG original. Right. Um, but, I mean, I do love, like, Lupe Tortilla and El Tiempo. I mean, those mm. Tex-Mex places, I, I'm a sucker for them. But I just had to mention the OG Nymphas just because it's so well known to Houstonians and people that are coming in and out of Houston. Do they have more than one location in Houston? You know, I think they did for a while, but I mean, honestly, I've just always gone to the original, the original one, one. Of, of navigation. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it is true, by the way, that the Tex-Mex in Texas is so different than anywhere else. When I go home and I eat this like crap Mexican food, I'm like, ugh. This is trash. You oh, guys yeah. don't even know. So I love when people come to town and they can actually try good Mexican food. We were in, when I was in Baton Rouge last weekend, they wanted to get one of the local Mexican restaurants and stuff. And I was like, I'll pass. Just because once you've now had yes. Houston Tex-Mex, you're just like, nope. Nothing I'm not going to eat this rubber chicken. Exactly. Nothing else <laughs> tastes the same. Everything's seasoned really weird. And it comes like processed for sure. But I love their margaritas, mm. their quesadillas, their nachos, their chips and salsa. Everything just hits right at Nifas. What a great date night spot, too. You really can't go wrong when you pick such an OG. And especially if your date is from Houston, they will absolutely love that. Oh, for sure. And even if you have, like, somebody coming in from out of town, this is a great place to bring them to. Yeah, really. Our second spot is a barbecue joint. I had to talk about some barbecue. And it's a place that I'm not sure if we've talked about on the show yet. It's called Blood Brothers. Our we Blood Brothers. have not talked about this before. Yeah. Okay, so... You know, it's funny because I didn't really grow up eating a lot of barbecue, even yeah. though we, you know, Louisiana, obviously next door neighbors to Texas. Right, right. But like barbecue is just not something that I really grew up on. And so when I moved here, I wasn't really well versed in it. And so when I heard about Blood Brothers, I really wanted to try them out because I thought it was really interesting because they have an Asian flavor background to the barbecue. And you know me and Asian food. Oh, you love it. We go hand in hand. I love it. And so I thought it would be really interesting to kind of have a barbecue twist. And, you know, when I think of Houston, I really think of a fusion of flavors. Like I think of barbecue and I think of Mexican food, but I really think of fusion. And, you know, we're so lucky to have such a great Asian community here in the city. And so the owners are Asian and they have different like Asian techniques that they use in their smokehouse. Now you can find your, you know, your sausage, your ribs, your brisket, all the normal things, but Mm -hmm. then they have some that are like cool funky cool flavors so I love that you know I literally just said oh we got to come to Houston for the Tex-Mex but the barbecue and everyone knows about Texas barbecue too when my sister came to town her fiance called and was like have you had brisket yet have you had the brisket in Texas yet? because it's so much better and it's so different so when people come to town even if it's for one day you have to no matter what 100% make time for barbecue oh for sure and so like yeah just for example, at this restaurant, they have a brisket fried rice, <gasps> right? So oh like that has that fried rice from the Asian side of things and then the brisket. I mean, 
Yum. That Yum. sounds amazing. Yum. So good. Okay, and then our third and final spot? Our third spot, again, had to hit them with the Asian stuff because, you know, I just oh, love it so much. There's a restaurant called Crawfish and Noodles. Crawfish and Noodles. That sounds like Danielle in a nutshell. <laughs> that literally sounds like, if I had to describe Danielle in love one me word, some noodles, one restaurant. Some crawfish. <laughs> Heck yes. So I first... Heard about crawfish and noodles on Ugly Delicious with David Chang. David Chang is an extremely popular chef around the country. It's Ugly Delicious. Ugly Delicious is a Netflix show. Oh, okay. Yes. And so the host is David Chang. So he came to Houston and he sat down with some of the most prominent chefs here, like Chris Shepard, mm-hmm. and they ate at crawfish and noodles. And so my sister that lives out in California works for Apple. She's like, yeah, when I come out there, like, that's all I want. That's all I want is crawfish and noodles. Like, have to have some crawfish and noodles because she saw it on Ugly Delicious as well. I mean, Ugly Delicious is a very popular show, especially like in that more like funky, like, you know, people that are foodies and stuff. So crawfish and noodles, they have the Viet Cajun style crawfish with like the seasoning on the outside Mm -hmm. with like the garlic butters and the Thai basil crawfish. Mm -hmm. They have a ton of other options there. They have like boudin balls and so forth. Crawfish boudin, just really, really fun fusion type food. As someone who doesn't eat crawfish, I have to ask then, is it a normal combination to have crawfish and noodles or is that something unique that you can only get at this restaurant? Definitely unique. When they say crawfish and noodles, they're not talking about it necessarily like together, like the actual crawfish with the noodles. Oh. They're talking about like you can get crawfish dishes and then you can probably get some like pho type dishes there as well. What's a crawfish dish? Because don't you just eat the crawfish itself? Because there's not a lot of meat in the actual crawfish, Yeah, but there's all kinds of crawfish dishes. I mean, look, we grew up eating crawfish fettuccines and different crawfish pastas, crawfish lasagnas. Oh, yeah. Tons of stuff. I didn't realize you could put so much stuff in it. Oh, for sure. One of my favorite things, actually, while we were back in Louisiana this past weekend, we went to this restaurant called French Market Bistro that I love, and they have a crawfish salad, Mm -hmm. and they lightly fry the crawfish tails, and it's over a bed of spinach, and it has, like, honey mustard vinaigrette with, like, the crunchy tails. Oh, it's so good. (laughs) It is so so good. good. I can't even tell you. That's so good. But I got uh, charcoal oysters. I really can't think of three better genres to describe Houston than what you just picked for date night spots. You're like Tex-Mex, barbecue, crawfish. Fusion. Yes. I love it. We are so lucky here in Houston to have all these like fun, funky fusions. You know, I was talking to my family who are also huge foodies back in Louisiana and they're, they know why I've been here for seven years. It's the food. Exactly. (laughs) And that's why Hungry Houstonian has so many great suggestions for out-of-town guests. When you're coming into Houston, where do you go? Where do you visit? What activities do you do? And she's a lot more suggestions coming up next. And I'm sorry for what I said when I was hangry. From date night to must-try restaurants, it's a show all about Houston food and nightlife. I'm sorry for what I said when I was hangry. so much fun, but there's nothing more stressful than one of your friends or your family member calls and says, hey, coming to visit. Because then you have to plan. You have to host them. And as excited as you are for them to come in, you have to play tour guide Barbie. No, you're totally right. And so when I posted the other day on our Hangry Girls podcast, Mm -hmm. and I asked if anybody had any questions, one of the questions was, can you give me a breakdown of everything you would do if you had an out-of-town guest? Where would you bring and what would you do? And what what activities would you be doing? So that made me really think 
I had to dig deep for this stuff. I had to dig deep. I had to think about it. Right? I mean, I obviously Houston, like the number one thing we're going to eat, obviously. We're yes. going to eat lots of good food, but it's stressful. Like I get very excited when my family comes to visit, but I'm stressed. Like Danielle, my sister, unfortunately, had to push back her wedding. It was supposed to be Memorial Day weekend at the end of May this year. And now she has it postponed till next year because, you know, hashtag pandemic. But she and her fiance are instead going to come to Houston when their wedding would have been. And they live in Michigan, so it's cold. And I'm like, oh, my God, this was going to be their wedding weekend. I have to make it fantastic. You have to make it epic for them. Right? I'm like, the pressure's on, Jesse. Trust me. I know. I feel it. I don't <laughs> pressure need Pressure makes reminder. diamonds. Pressure makes diamonds. <laughs> so for people that have family, friends coming to visit and you want to show them, like, my city is amazing. Where do you take them? Okay. Well, you have to kind of think about time frame. So we are now in what month are we? April. April, okay? yeah. So we're in April and April to me means opening day for baseball. Yeah. So the Astros are starting up. So I think going to a baseball game huge is a really fun thing to do. Minute Maid Stadium, it has that really awesome retractable roof. They have air conditioning. So it's not like mm. it's an, one of those outdoor Stadiums where you're going to be just sweating like crazy, which I like to tell people this, you know, bit of information. Just know that like you're going to come and you're going to enjoy the game. You're not going to be sweating your tail off. I also tell people, though, if you're coming to Houston, you're going to sweat no matter what. Oh, exactly. That's true. (laughs) That's true. But yeah, they have a ton of really awesome food inside. They have like tortilla wrapped hot dogs topped with hot Cheetos, queso, sour cream, pico de gallo from Torchy's Tacos. Mm. We love Torchy's. They have like their own staple in the stadium, how to mention that. So there's a ton of stuff to do already in Minute Maid, around Minute Maid area, there's some bars and stuff. So if you go to a game, y'all can bar hop afterwards. So I think that going to a game, reasonably priced, it it's a few hours long, right? So yeah. like, you know, it can take Tell up some, some of the time. <laughs> yeah, take up some time. And honestly, Astros are good. When we were younger, we would come to Houston during the summer for a game or two, and it was always so much fun. Listen, knock on wood, but... Houston sports is not exactly doing, minus Astros and UH, we're not exactly doing well right now. Like, we are just sucking on all cylinders. So, going to a game is so much more fun when your team is good and you can get into it. And the Astros are doing, knock on wood, well right now. So, let's go celebrate. And Minute Maid is in a really great part of downtown where there's a lot of restaurants and places that you can bar hop before and after. It's just easy. I know there's like bovine and barley around. I mean, everything's downtown, right? So Everything. Everything's an Uber ride away. And the tickets are not that expensive. And don't they have a Shake Shack in there? Yes. Okay. Don't they, they have also food have... options? Jesse's excited about that. I, it's like my favorite part. I don't go to baseball games to watch baseball. I want the food. I want a hot dog. I want a ballpark hot dog. And isn't Minute Maid the park that has the Cheeto popcorn? Yes. Never heard of that until I came to Texas, and now I'm obsessed with Cheeto popcorn. Well, they have it during the rodeo, so I was super stoked to hear that they had it during Astros games. That's a good idea. I would honestly say that's probably like a must-see and a must-go-to if the Astros are playing in town. For sure, for sure. So another place that I think is a Houston staple that we have to talk about, we have to mention, is the Space Center. The Space Center is like 35, 40 minutes away You know, it is a little bit of a drive, but honestly, like how cool that we have it here in Houston. It really is such a cool, intricate part of the city. And there's so much to do out there. There's so much to see. You know, you can learn so much about space and the astronauts and, you know, all the different expeditions Mm -hmm. up to space and stuff. I mean, just it's so interesting. And it's here right at our fingertips. So full disclosure, 
I thought that was going to be like super lame. Like, oh, let's go to a museum. <laughs> but my parents came to town and I obviously wasn't going to take them bar hopping. And I didn't know what to do. I was like, okay, let's just take them to NASA, I guess. It was the coolest thing in the entire world. I was so excited, like a little kid, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. They had real, real astronauts you could talk to. These, like, astronauts came out, and they talked to you about going up to space, and they had all these artifacts and moon rocks, and then you could take the little tram ride, and then it was like, you're really in Texas, because there was just bulls out there, cows <laughs> living their <laughs> yeah, best life. Fields. Yeah, fields, It was, hands down, the coolest thing in the entire world. It was so much fun. It wasn't lame at all. It wasn't, like, just a museum. There's rides. There's attractions. There's things for you to see, do, touch. I don't even know how to explain it to you, but you have to go. It was so much fun. You learned so much. I already went and I would go back five more times. Well, because I feel like every time you go, you're going to learn something new. There's so much to learn. There's no way that you can like get it all on one trip. And when I did go, it was like five months ago. So COVID was like COVID COVID. So there wasn't as much open. But now I'm sure you can touch way more things and walk through. I mean, you can see how all like the Mars exhibits and stuff. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I think that's so interesting. I like geek out right on that stuff. I think it's so interesting. I didn't even realize I was that into space until now. I mean, you could walk through and see where they kept everything and how they slept, which is so funny to me. And you could go on the airplane outside and see like how they took out all the seats and stuff for the cargo. I mean, it was insane. I mean, I've always had the most fun at the Space Center. I mean, we would come into town because my dad's sister lived here when we were back in Baton Rouge. And so we would come here during the summer times. And I always wanted to make a trip out to NASA. I always thought it was so fascinating. I like seriously geek out on that kind of stuff. And really, you can spend an entire day doing it. It is definitely, I think it's worth it. And you know, they really have developed it over the past, I would say like 10 years. Because probably like when I moved here, I went and it wasn't like as amazing. And now I went, I think like two years ago, and I was like, okay. They really put some doll hairs in there. It's really, it's really nice. <laughs> just a few. Yeah, just a few. I spent like a half hour just in the gift section. Oh, I know, right? Yeah, I have a moon rock that I got when I was like 10 years old. I still have it. Right? And then I always wanted to get like the Dippin' Dots, the little frozen ones. I, I was like, it. yeah. <laughs> you can get freeze-dried astronaut food, like exactly. what they eat up yes. there. And I got one of those ice cream sandwiches. It's terrible, by the way. It's just god-awful. I don't know how they eat it. I remember telling my dad, like, I want to be an astronaut. My dad was like, hmm. I don't know. Or if not. I don't know if you'll be able to. Food blogger. Uh, you know, pass astrophysics, Danielle. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I just would be able to eat the food. Neither. Yes, I mean, Tangerine right? Stoney could never eat the freeze-dried right. food. It's so gross. But still, super, super fun. So NASA is an absolute must for anyone coming to visit Houston. So our third spot is kind of encompasses all of the museums here in Houston. We are so lucky to have so many museums. Did you know there are 19 museums residing in the, in downtown? I mean, we have a whole part of the city called the Museum District. I know about the Museum District. I didn't realize we had 19. What am 19 I missing out on? Museum of Fine Arts, Houston Museum of Natural Science, the Children's Museum, the Middle Collection, the Holocaust Museum, Contemporary Arts Museum of Houston, that's just to name a few. Oh my and then God. also there's like the Herman Park, the zoo, and then there's the Miller Outdoor Theater. I had no idea we had so many. I know. We really have a lot. And also I have to say one of my favorite parts of the Houston Museum of Natural Science, you know, they have like all the dinosaur exhibits and stuff in there, which I don't think a lot of people realize that there's a portion of that museum that is a butterfly exhibit. Oh my God, that would scare the crap out of me. Like real butterflies? Oh, it's real butterflies. It's, it's amazing. It's so cool. You can walk through and 
they like what? Just fly around? They'll like land on you sometimes. <gasps> yeah. Aren't you terrified you're going to accidentally swat one? No, not at all. Why would I swat one? That's my fear. Because you know when you see like a bee or a bug and it comes in your face and you automatically That's go, a bee oh. or a bug, not a beautiful butterfly. And you slap it. Well, my fear is it's just going to come in my face and I don't want to hurt it. But my automatic reaction is going to be like, Pow! and that's why I won't go in butterfly houses. Oh, well, okay, maybe don't if you're not interested in butterflies. <laughs> I'd stare clear of that, but I mean, I think it's it's really, really cool. There's also, I wanted to note that there is a pass called the Houston City Pass, which gives you free admission to five of the city's top attractions, which include the Space Center, the Aquarium, and the Houston Museum of Natural Science. If you sign up with this Houston City Pass, and it's valid for oh. nine days. Okay, that's yes. really cool. So you buy this pass and then you're able to, you know, go in at your own time frame. That's a good idea, especially if someone's going to come visit for a weekend or maybe a week because of nine day period. Oh, for you know sure. I mean? There's so much that you can pack into nine days and why not have this pass so you can maybe save a buck or two. I mean, it's exciting. You can find a museum that your guests are interested in and it's a time saver. Like exactly. you can go through a museum for hours. You know how long we spent in, the, <laughs> in NASA? We were in the gift shop for like an hour and a half. You can spend way more time than that in the butterfly house, right? Oh, for sure. I love the butterfly house. You know how many pictures and TikToks I made in there? Do they really land on you? Yes. Why? I mean, just, you know, you just put out your hand and like, you know. Oh, and then scary. there's like butterfly guys in there that like help you like, you know, if you don't want it on you, like they'll help you get off you. Get it off yeah. you? Are they going to the spot it for people. me? I'm still afraid. <laughs> <laughs> Butterflies are like low-key terrifying. <laughs> No butterfly houses for me, but I am going to go buy you bar hopping. And that's exactly what we're doing coming up next. And I'm sorry for what I said when I was hangry. Helping us live our best foodie lives. I'm sorry for what I said when I was hangry. I'm sorry for what I said when I was hangry. I'm Jesse Watt. And I'm Danielle Dubois. And we are your hangry girls who come on here every single week and bring you some date night suggestions, some bar hopping suggestions. And this week, we're bringing you all the suggestions for when you have some friends come to town because... It can be stressful. It can be. There's so many different options and stuff, and you want to make sure that you're organized. You have a good plan going into their visit. It's like an itinerary. I was just telling you, Danielle, that my sister and her fiance are going to come down to Houston for when their wedding would have been this year before they had to postpone it. And my sister's fiance called me and got on the phone and said, listen, if we come down to Houston, I want a party. Ah. And I was like, okay. He was like, no, 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 no. Players only talking here. If we're going to party, we're going to we're going to party. I'm like, OK, so now I have to figure out where the heck we're going to go to celebrate what would have been their wedding. And I need help from Hangry Houstonian. So I have three spots that I feel like really encompass Houston as a whole. And, you know, they're good spots to go day drinking mm-hmm. and kind of go into the evening. So my first spot is Truck Yard. Ah. Oh. You know, I think that Truck Yard is, it's really cool because what other bars have working Ferris wheels? I've literally never heard of a single one. I bet you if I Google it, I won't even find any other ones. Right? Like, you know, I mean, we could go to your average whatever other bar and, you know, get a good cocktail here and there. But, like, activities, like a really something that, like, stands out to me that's super cool. I think of Truck Yard because you can get on the Ferris wheel. And what's cool about it is, is you can, when you're riding it, it can, it overlooks the city. Yeah. You know, you're in East downtown, so you get a good view of downtown and stuff. So like the views are on point. No, it's so cool. Incredible. I've never seen another bar like it anywhere else. But what I think is really cool about Houston bars too, is that all, not all of them, but most of them have like a theme of some sort. 
And Truckyard is really like above and beyond knock it out of the park with this theme. I mean, you're sitting in truck beds. Yeah. You know what I mean? And the, like all the like reclaimed, what is it, metal? The, yeah. yeah. And then, like the menus there are license plates. It's so cool. Everything's just different there. And I've never seen anything else like it. And when out of town guests come in, they're so mind blown by it because it looks like to me, it looks like an adult playground because it's not just a bar. You walk in and it's like, sit down. You can sit up in these like train cars. What are they called? Oh, like I don't know. Cargo. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, uh, yes. I can't think of the word. Words are hard right now. Words are really hard right now. But like a train and the, the train has cars. It's like a, a car train, train car that carries things. Am I describing it's this It's not well like a boost because like that's the last one. But yeah, I know what you're talking about. Okay. I feel like people know what we're talking about. Hopefully. If not. What is it called? Add us. I don't even know. But it, I feel like we're describing it somewhat. Gosh. People okay. are going to be listening you to this knowing it. the word. They're going to be like these These girls. girls don't know what they're talking about. But like that's my favorite part. It just looks like a jungle gym to me. I'm like, do you want to go up over here? You want to sit <laughs> by the lights? You want to sit in a car bed? Or should we sit over here? There's so many options. I will say I haven't been in a while. But I mean, I just, I really like the feel of it. It's a great place to day drink on a Saturday or mm-hmm. Sunday or throughout the week, you know, and then like at nighttime, it's really cool too. So, and then also there's all those food trucks mm-hmm. that line the outside of the building, I guess like the inside really, you know, like the part that you can sit in. And so it's really cool that you have all these different food trucks to choose from, or you can go sit inside. I don't know. I just, I really think that, you know, if you're going to bring somebody to Houston, this is a good like option to hang out at. It is because no matter what time of day you go, daytime or nighttime, it's going to be crowded. It's going to be fun. And you're going to have things to do, which I love because when people come to town, it's good to have something to talk about when you're drinking. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And this one's cool. This is always my first stop when someone comes into town as truck yard. I'm like, (laughs) let's go here. (laughs) So my second spot is one of my favorite bars in the city. I was actually talking to somebody who is moving to Houston the other night and I was telling them about Heights Beer Garden. I like Heights Beer Garden a lot because they have the liquor side of things and then they have the beer side of things. So it has a little bit for everybody. They also have a really good menu. The food is great there. It really is. Like, honestly, I think it's some of the best French fries that I've ever had. And they have, like, homemade sausages, like Polish sausages or something, mm-hmm. like, or German sausages. I'm going to butcher that. But, you know, <laughs> they have all kinds of, like, homemade things. And you're thinking, like, a bar is doing this? But it's actually really good. And then they have swings, which we love a good swing. We love a good we swing. We love a good swing. So it's just a great area to have, you know, a big crowd. So if you have a friend coming in, you're like, oh, my gosh, I need 20 friends to come hang out with this one friend that's coming in from out of time. There's a lot of room to hang out. Like you can designate like one spot for your group. Dogs are allowed, which is my favorite. Let me just say, y'all, that two things. Number one, on the menu of Heights Beer Garden, they have sweet potato tots, like sweet potato tater tots. Yum. They are so freaking good i would get those over the fries any day of the week second of all they have a charcuterie board that like isn't necessarily a charcuterie board it's like this giant silver platter that they put meats and cheeses on it is my favorite charcuterie board in the city i'm just gonna say it it's really interesting how like you think of this place as just like a bar but really their food is like incredible legit they had Legit. like some pepperoni. There was pickles, dark chocolate. Oh, I bet they're, it's, they're homemade pickles, I'm sure. Th- those are homemade? Yes, I'm sure. Oh, that's such crap. I really wanted to buy them at the store. Those <laughs> are incredible. So yeah, if you go, 
Get the silver platter of meat and cheeses. It's giant and can feed like four or five people, I swear to God. But it's good. And no matter what, you know, you're into, the lines are going to be different because I love that they have the beer and the cocktail side. So whichever line is shorter, that's mm-hmm. what you're drinking. I'm usually on the cocktail side of things. They have this one drink. I think it's called the Annex Sour. And it has the, the egg whites on top, mm. that egg white foam on top. Oh, I don't know what it is about an egg white cocktail, but I love it. <laughs> That my favorite is that it's road to it's either road. Oh yeah, it's Zahana. almost like a um, purplish pinkish color. It's really pretty, and they have the pineapple stem in there. Yes, it's H A N A. I don't know if that's Hana or yeah, Hana. I think it's Hana. That's what I think. I didn't want yeah, to mispronounce it. Yeah, I think that's it, like Hawaiian. I don't know, but it, it has a lot of different drinks in it. It's quite strong. But if you're looking <sighs> to get a little tipsy off one drink, that's hey, would be my suggestion. Challenge to you. accepted. Challenge accepted. <laughs> All right, Danielle, what's our third spot? Our third spot is going to be. I thought. We can't talk about bars in Houston without talking about a brewery. So true. I love the fact that there are so many breweries in the city. And, you know, recently we've talked about Carbock. We've talked about St. Arnold's. There's Platypus. There's all these different breweries that we love so much. But one of my favorites is Buffalo Brewery. Yeah. Because Buffalo Brewery overlooks the city. The view are so, so nice that mm-hmm. I think that it really sets it apart from you know, the other breweries, I will say like St. Arnold's has a nice view, but I love that Buffalo Brewery has a restaurant on the second floor. So you can, you know, third floor, get a little tipsy off of, you know, whatever you're drinking and stuff, go down to the second floor, get a little food in your belly and then go back up, watch a game, you know, check out the skyline and stuff. And then the first floor, you can see all of the the work that's being done in the brewery, them like processing the hops and all that stuff. It's really actually a nice brewery. I like it. Oh, it's, it's kind beautiful. of beautiful. I don't want to say hidden, but it's not like in the middle of downtown. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, well, it's in that Sawyer Heights area, which just it isn't as developed right now. But I mean, yeah. in the next I in the next five years, that's going to be so developed. Well, the area is not developed, great. but like the the brewery itself is gorgeous. Like when you drive past it, you'll know exactly which one it is. And last time I went, they had a tent outside, which was nice because it was summertime. So you could drink outside because it was obviously a long wait. It was a gorgeous day. But they have three levels, which is really nice. And then you're right. The food was really, really good. And you can watch everything being made. I don't know who wouldn't want to do that. Yeah. I mean, it's just really cool. And I think that like, you know, if anybody's coming in from out of town, that's a really cool thing because like in Baton Rouge, there's, I don't really think there's, oh, there is that one, there's a, a brewery called Tin Roof. But other than that, I mean, Baton Rouge is such a big beer town mm-hmm. and breweries aren't really like a big thing, you know, but in Houston, it, it's such a big thing. I feel like there's breweries all over the place, but this is definitely one of the more um, notable notable ones. I think it's one of the most popular next to St. Arnold's for yeah. sure. Everyone yeah, and Carbock. Yeah. And Carbock, right? But to be honest, the view of this one, Buffalo is so much nicer than the other ones. Like, you know, you can have your preference of beer or whatever, but if you want to show someone like what the city looks like from farther away, this is definitely where I would take them. I totally agree. You know, I was going to add in a few places that had the murals and the, you know, Instagram worthy spots right. and stuff. And, you know, we just don't have all the time to do that on this show, but Buffalo Brewery really has a really nice backdrop that you can get a cool photo Instagram worthy picture. I actually have on my Instagram a picture of me at Buffalo there and the go. city's in the background. It's gorgeous. And the caption is like, cheers to our third podcast episode coming out today. 
I'm like, oh my God. That was our third episode. No way. Oh my gosh. I need to go back and look at it. That's Isn't so that awesome. crazy? Yes. I want to see like what date it was specifically. Oh wow. That was in July. I can't believe that we have been doing this. Yeah, it was August 1st when I posted it. Wild. And I can't believe we've been doing, you know, an episode a week for this long. I'd love to know how many we're at. I remember we celebrated like our 10th episode. I remember. <laughs> yes. Now we've been, I mean. We've been rolling. We've been at it. Okay, so now we have to start keeping track so that way when it's our 50th episode, we can throw a big party. 100th episode, it's going down. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're on a roll for sure. All right, and just like we have been doing from the very beginning, we get to take a dive into Danielle's DMs, which is exciting because she has like over 60,000 followers, so you can only imagine the kind of DMs that she gets. We'll get a sneak peek inside coming up next, and I'm sorry for what I said when I was hangry. I'm sorry for what I said when I was hangry. What should you be sipping on this weekend? It's time for cocktails. The end of another week and we're getting closer to summer. It's getting hotter and hotter outside. And the best way to cool down is with a cocktail. With a yummy strawberry lime mojito cocktail. (gasps) Mojito? Mojito. Danielle, don't do it to me. Okay. (laughs) Mojito was my very first drink that I had when I turned 21. Really? Mm -hmm. I don't even, this is so sad. I don't even remember what drink I had when I turned 21. It was like you went to the bar at midnight. Well, to be fair, I turned 21 and I was living in Honduras in a a mission house. Bar experience. Yeah, in a mission house. Yeah. But I, on the flight home, Mm Back to the States, I wanted to get a, a cocktail. And so we told the the stewardess, and so she gave it to me for free. Oh, that's so fun. Okay, so see, you have a story. Your very yeah, first yeah. drink was a free on Official your flight. Drink. <laughs> Same. Mm-hmm. My first uh-huh. sip of alcohol. What are you yeah. talking about? Oh, yeah, I don't know. This weekend, I don't know why, but my mom and my cousin, they decided they were going to bring up stories of me like when I was a kid. Really, yeah. Really young. And, uh, whew. You're like, do you remember how much of a degenerate I was? Mm-hmm. I think about that sometimes. Literally a degenerate. Like Bourbon Street when I was 14, 15. Yeah, Isn't that insane when you think about it? Because you're like, if I have a child, I will kick their you-know-what if they ever try to do that. Yeah, my mom was like, oh, Danielle, like I trusted you and Courtney a lot. And I was like, but why? But <laughs> first of all, that was a mistake. Yes, on Bourbon <laughs> Street. I mean, we were... Wild, wild. Wild. That was their first mistake. Yes. Yeah, you think yes. about what you did when you were a kid and you're like, how am I even alive today? Uh, like, how did we How did we make it? Hey, how long of a flight is it to Honduras? It's like two and a half hours, maybe just two. What? Yeah, it's just straight down. That's central. it. It's just Central America. It's like two hours, yeah. I didn't realize, I thought for some reason it was going to be like seven hours or oh, something. Oh, no, no, no. It's literally, it's like straight down. Well, I guess it's probably seven hours from like my home state. I was <laughs> like, why does that seem so far? Yeah. I forget. We are in Houston, Texas. That's quite south. Okay. Makes sense. Let's get into our mojito. So for the mojito, the ingredients include seven large strawberries. You're going to, you know, remove the stems, slicing them up all nice and pretty. And then you're going to need five large mint leaves, one can of whatever type of like lemon or lime bubbly mm-hmm. you like. You know, okay. there's all these different ones out there. So pick one that you like. And then you need two to three tablespoons of freshly squeezed lime juice and then some ice. Easy. And you're just going to add them all up together. And then you're going to pour that lemon lime soda on top. And then you're going to just pour it all into a glass, fill it up with ice and garnish. Mojitos are some of the most refreshing drinks in the entire world. But I will say 
There is nothing worse than sucking up a mint leaf in your straw. I know. Like, what am I, vegan? You know, yeah. And like the first part of the instructions say to muddle up the leaves until they look bruised. But like, honestly, can you just muddle them up and then like take them out just to kind of get like whatever sort of flavor? flavor? I usually just put the leaves on the top of it, you know, because once it gets to the bottom of your drink, it's kind of like, ugh. Yeah, but they're like trying to get that muddle it up flavor you know like so they, they flavor, like really yeah. push that flavor out of the leaves i mean it makes sense i just hate you know sucking oh, up a leaf sure. every once in a while i'm like well that was gross but mojitos are really refreshing this sounds great remember to wash your strawberries have you seen the tiktoks oh no oh my god so there's a tiktok challenge where you have to put like your fruit and strawberries in giant bowl of warm water with salt and you just let them sit in the bugs that come out oh, of them. Oh, I have seen this. Ugh. So disgusting. So now I've been like thoroughly washing my fruit because prior to seeing that video, I either wouldn't wash it or I just like toss it under the sink for two seconds and do yeah, like the same, 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 same. I will say, have you heard about like the, the nature cereal mm-hmm. or whatever, that one? I yeah. have seen that, that trend going around. Have you tried it? Uh-uh. But Lizzo tried it, and whatever Lizzo says goes. She liked I it. Freaking love Lizzo, but she also scares me. I feel like if Lizzo likes it, I'm like, I don't know if I would eat that. I've heard good things about the fruit, bad things about the coconut water with it. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's kind of like hit or miss depending on your taste buds. I think I'd like it, but I just don't think it's like cereal, you know? Yeah, well, I feel like if you put all that fruit in the coconut water and like a shot of vodka, then I might be interested. Yeah. Or, here we go, fill it with the seltzer. Ooh. Right? Yum. How good does that sound? The, the Topo Chico hard seltzers. I, we, I was just about to say those Topos. I haven't had those yet. They are amazing. I have two 12 packs in my fridge right Where now. Where did you get them from? H-E-B. They are amazing. I mean, they're at like every grocery store. They're at the bars now, liquor store, whatever. Amazing. They're my favorite. So, okay, that's what we're going to do. We're going to make nature's cereal. We're going to make it's, seltzer cereal. You're going to make nature's hard cereal. <laughs> It's hard cereal. I think that's the new way we should start drinking is just letting our fruit soak it up. That's a thing. Oh, yeah. It sounds delicious. It does. If y'all have any suggestions for us on cocktail of the week, some different hard cereals or restaurants that you want Danielle to check out and talk about specific date night spots, please just let us know on Instagram, Hangry Houstonian, Jesse Watt 965, or the Hangry Girls podcast and slide into our DMs. I'm sorry for what I said when I was hangry. Time to slide into Danielle's DMs. Danielle, I know all day today we've been talking about different places to visit in Houston when you have guests come over, and I'm assuming that has something to do with what's been popping in your DMs. Yeah, people have been asking me, you know, they're coming in town, whether it's for like a baseball game or just to come in town. And where to stay, where to stay oh, when they're coming in well, town. You know, the CDC finally put out a statement for the guidelines saying if you're fully vaccinated, you can travel safely within the U.S. Like, go for it. Book your yeah. tickets, do what you do. Obviously, wear your mask and all that stuff. But they said it's it's safe if you're fully vaccinated. And now that so many people are getting fully vaccinated, everyone's ready to make a trip. Everyone's parents are coming into town to visit. Sisters, brothers, best friends. So it's like with all these people, where's your favorite place to stay? So some of my favorite places in Houston are the Houstonian. Mm-hmm. I love the Houstonian. I think it's so beautiful. There's so much history behind it with like the Bush family. And it's really like an oasis in the middle of Houston. Like you go on this property and like you don't feel like you're in Houston anymore. It's right. very like lush with trees and like beautiful flowers and mm-hmm. stuff. I mean, it's very aesthetically pleasing. Yes. Oh my God. It's really neat. So second place I love is Hotel Zaza. 
very edgy, swanky, good vibes. Like you just kind of feel like cool, you know. It's like very like what cool vibe and hip. do you want? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I'm cool and hip, like edgy, very modern, contemporary. If you like like that style, which I do, you know. And then also, there's Four Seasons. That's where my brother and sister in law actually got married. I love that hotel because they have. The, the Top Golf, they have Top Golf there. <gasps> what? Yeah, so I thought that was so fun. So, like, you know, if your significant other has like a meeting in Houston and you're looking for something to do, you can go play Top Golf if you don't want to leave the hotel. That's so fun. I didn't know they had that. That's yeah, so Top Golf. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's for amazing. my brother's wedding, they rented it out. And so, like, before the boys like got ready and stuff, they all played Top Golf. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. And Houston really does have great options like Hotel Zaza, Houstonian, that aren't just like your average everyday holiday inn. You know. Oh, for sure. I mean, these hotels are, well, you know, Houston is such a big business city that they have to have really great hotels for the business district area mm-hmm. and so forth. They're all unique, which is, I think, exciting. When you go on a trip, you want to stay somewhere unique to that city. Definitely. Yeah. No, for sure. Yeah. They each have their own kind of like taste of Houston, right. if you will. All right, Danielle. Well, it's looking like about that time where we are going to give out the addresses of all the places we talked about today. So especially if you have someone coming in to visit you soon, make sure you write these down. We're taking all the work out of it for you. So that way it's nice and easy. And we started out with date night spots. Our first spot was the original Nymphas on Navigation at 2704 Navigation Boulevard. Second spot was Blood Brothers Barbecue at 5425 Bel Air Boulevard. And our third spot is Crawfish and Noodles at 11360 Bel Air Boulevard, Suite 990. Perfect. And then if you have people coming into town, there are some must-sees and places where you absolutely must take them to go when you're in Houston and those places are... So our first spot was Minute Maid Park at 501 Crawford. You can't miss it. It's the big ballpark. Our second spot is the Space Center at 1601 East NASA Parkway. And then our third spot is the Museum District. I'm kind of just giving a roundabout location at 1001 Bissonette Street. There's several museums in that area. And then finally, we went Bayou Bar Hopping. Our first spot was Truckyard at 2118 Lamar Street. Second spot was Heights Beer Garden at 1433 North Shepherd. And our third spot was Buffalo Brewery at 2101 Summer Street. If you guys have any questions that you want answered by Danielle, Miss Hinger Houstonian, please feel free to slide into her DMs. She's all Instagram all the time at Hinger Houstonian or myself at JessieWatt965. And give a follow to our podcast page at The Hangry Girls Podcast. We'll answer questions and try our hardest to get to every suggestion and every question that you have. We're also posting some behind-the-scenes stuff of us doing the show. So if you want to kind of see what things look like behind the curtain and what goes on when we're getting ready for a show and the silliness that happens when we are off air, make sure to give it a follow. And just as a reminder, you can let Danielle and I wake you up every single Saturday morning at 9 a.m. when you listen to CBS Sports Radio 650. You can tell your Amazon Alexa, your Google Home, whatever, so you don't have to leave bed. Just say, Alexa, turn on CBS Sports Radio 650 on Odyssey. Radio.com is now Odyssey. It's A-U-D-A-C-Y. You can download it on your phone and favorite our station so that way you have an easy access to us. And the best news is, if you already have the Radio.com app, it automatically switched over to Odyssey. So now, instead of a little purple icon, you should see a bright orange one. And of course, if you ever miss anything on the show, you can always catch up on our podcast on the Odyssey app. When you type in Hangry, our show will come right up and you can see all the episodes that we've done. We want to give a huge shout out and thank you to our executive producer, Sarah Frazier. Thank you all so much for listening and we'll talk to you next week.
Cheers, guys.